Hello and welcome to another episode of Movies That Make Us. I'm Jake. And I'm Tracy. And we are Sans Val today. <laughs> um, we we wanted to still get on and, and record something because we recognize that we've been on somewhat of a hiatus. Yeah. Um, over the last, I mean, really it feels like this whole year, but really over the last couple of months we've been really hit or miss on on the episodes coming out. Well, uh, and we Val's, Val's out traveling. She um, she works conventions, if you don't know. Um, and this is the busy time for conventions, so she's kind of been all over the place, um, yep. traveling. And it's sometimes just hard to coordinate times that will work where she can get off work or have a Wi-Fi signal or stuff like that. So, yeah. And then on the other side of that, we haven't been traveling, but a couple of times that we had times to to record, stuff came up that was more mm-hmm. important than the show. Yeah, which is understandable. (laughs) Yeah. And so, so we just haven't recorded as much as we would like to, but we're going to try to do better. We are here now. We're here today. We're here today. We're recording. We're putting something new out. um, And hopefully you guys will come back and listen. (laughs) (laughs) That's the hope. Um, but yeah, it's been a busy weekend, Tracy. Um, and before yes, we get into that, we talked about this is we talked about the flow of the show right before we started recording, and I'm already going off flow. Hey, this, that's this, how this show works, man. I guess, I guess so. <laughs> oh. But a reminder but while, before we get to what the weekend was. Yes. Um, while we have not been recording shows, we have all been training for yes. our big race in January. <laughs> And and I feel like it's kind of gotten real now. All of a sudden, right. this trip to Disneyland that we've talked about, um, we you know tickets have been booked, hotels have been booked, um, all that kind of stuff has started to happen, mm-hmm. and we're we're like full swing in the training process now. Tracy runs like at least eleven miles every weekend trying <laughs> to get ready for his race. Not quite, but this is the time where yes, that will start to happen. Yeah, and and so. We're, we're really in the swing of things. And if you guys don't know what we're doing, so we are running a 10K in Disneyland in January. Through uh, the actual parks. The Not just in Anaheim. Like, we get to go through the parks before they open. It'll be a dream come true because every time you're in Disneyland and you want to run to whatever that first attraction is, they remind you. No running. Yep. That's the, that's, that is a rule in Disneyland. They're all about safety. It makes sense. But we get to break that rule because we will get to run they through some of the park. It. Not only do you yeah. get to, they encourage it. Well, yeah, if we don't run, we're not going to make the time that we need to, at least right. a little bit of running. So um, so it's exciting. We we love Disneyland. We're big Disney fans. Uh, and we are also raising money for the American Cancer Society. So um, if you don't know, you know, if you want to just go and run a 10K in Disneyland – you can sign up to run Disney. Right. There's a fee that you pay to do it uh, and things like that. But there are a lot of people who like to run these races. And as part of that, they do it as a fundraiser to raise money for a good cause. And the cause that we're doing it for is for American Cancer Society as part of Team Determination, which mm-hmm. I'll be honest, being part of the Facebook groups, it's a great group of people. 
right. um, amazing individuals that are doing this. Um, so as a team, we are raising 2250 correct uh, American dollars um, <laughs> for the American Cancer Society. And, and Tracy, we're at like 1200 So we're yeah. over halfway. We're over halfway. We've, all, we've got just a little over $1,000 that we need to raise. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we want to thank everybody thank that has so contributed. Much. Absolutely. That means a lot. Yeah, every, uh, because- dollar, every dollar you donate goes directly to American Cancer Society. We're paying for our trip out there. Yep. We're paying for the hotel. None of that is included. So this is just all of it goes to cancer uh, research they do research um grants they do the hope lodge where people can come and stay for no cost while they're doing treatments um it pays for transporting people to their appointments i've got a a friend who's fighting cancer um she lives out in the vernal area and comes and stays at the hope lodge in salt lake because you know she couldn't afford to otherwise and so and they help with the travel um they help with um education You can go to their website and get all sorts of information about cancer. Um, And the cool thing is, Jake, they do like all sorts of events to raise money um, for cancer. It's not just the Disney runs. Disney's a part of Mm -hmm. it. Um, But I've got two friends who just today ran the Berlin Marathon. um, Oh, wow. One of the six world majors. Um, They do Chicago. They do New York. um, Races that you can't get into otherwise unless you're a world-class runner. Um, or you get entered into their lottery and get lucky, you know, get lucky and get drawn. Um, they do bike races, they do hikes. There's like a trek to the top of Mount Kilimanjaro. So there's all sorts of these cool things that you can do with them um, and raise money for a great cause. Because I don't know anybody who hasn't been affected in some way, some shape, some form of cancer. And it's just a terrible, awful disease. And we're here to try and put an end to it. Yeah, that's exactly right. Uh, you bring up a good point as far as not, I, I think everybody knows somebody. And it's been interesting because since we've made this decision to run together as a team and since I've been starting to raise funds, there have been a couple of people that I've heard about who let me know that they've lost a loved one to cancer that I didn't know that uh, yeah. before going through this. Uh, and there's also been a, a couple of people that I associate with that have been recently diagnosed with cancer oh. of some form. And uh, you know, it is so prevalent and so out there. And so anything we can do to help lighten that burden. It, and we recognize that 2200 isn't going to necessarily change the world. But man, that drop in a bigger bucket makes a yes. huge difference. It's going to change and, someone's life. Yes. Someone's, somehow. Some, yeah. Yeah. And that's what it's about. It's helping the individuals uh, as well as the bigger picture. So if you can donate, please do so. We will include the website on the description for this video, as well as the description for the audio um, episode. You can also find that link uh, on our Facebook page, on our Instagram, and on our uh, X profile. We'll make sure that it's in all of those places, uh, so I it's easy have to find. Calling it X. I know. <laughs> I, I feel like I feel like this is the hill that I die on where I finally become an old person when it's like it's always going to be Twitter to me, you know. <laughs> I'm not calling it X, all you kids and your X's and well, what do you whatever. Call it when you post. It used to be you tweeted, now did you X? No, now it's just you post and then oh, you repost. So okay. it's like generic with every other social media thing mm-hmm. out there. Okay. Cuz why would you want something distinctive that immediately is recognizable for yeah. your brand? Who wants that? 
I don't know. We're not here to discuss Elon Musk and his plans for Twitter slash X. We're, that is a that is a a knot that we don't want to try to untie or unravel. Like we're just going to leave a that. Thread out. that you don't want to pull on. Exactly. But <laughs> took me a second. But threads are Mark Zuckerberg anyway. So um, as part of our fundraising uh, efforts. Because we've been begging you for money, and, and we appreciate that you've done it and, and donated. Uh, now we want to try to do something that maybe is a little bit more fun uh, mm-hmm. to try to raise some funds. We did this last year as Tracy was running in his races to help him get over, um, and it was a lot of fun. Yeah, we, We're we hosting a, a trivia night at the Midway. Thank you so much uh, to the Midway. Tracy, you're, you're friends with the owner over there. You know him. Yep. I'll too. Bill? Yep, yep, Bill's great Val guy. Val and Tracy know Bill. And uh, he's he's huge in the community. He, he yes. really does so much. He does cosplay karaoke night. He helps us with our cancer fundraisers. He's just a big part of the community. And everything is, is local with them. Um, they've got great food. They've got great drink specials. Great staff. Megan, um, um, oh, all of a sudden her name drops i just know making calls anyway um the servers there are great um are friends of ours so yeah yeah i i was blown away i think i got some nachos or something last time and they were some of the most delicious nachos i've ever had uh, when we were doing this last year um and, and here's the thing we understand that in the where we're located right the idea of going to a tavern for some people may sound a bit out there, but I promise you'll love it. You come, the yeah. atmosphere is great, and 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 you don't drink. I personally don't drink. Um, yeah. I don't like the taste of alcohol, so I don't I don't drink. But uh, I mean, the the food is good. You can get sodas, yeah. drinks, and and Disney trivia. Hang out with us, and we've got some cool prizes, dude. Like yeah, I've we got, do. Um, some some I I picked up at the at what we're going to talk about shortly. Uh, Fan X. Um, I picked up a poster, an original poster from Adrian Rob who is a Disney animator. Um, he did a, a, a goofy movie poster and I got the creator and uh, of the, of the original movie to sign it. The storyboard artist, Adrian signed it. Um, we've got, I've got a, a smoker, like a professional edge smoker um, that we're going to be giving away. I'm sure Val's going to have lots of um, prizes. We're going to have some Funkos. So we got a lot of cool stuff to give away as well as just like hanging out and raising money for a good cause. Yeah, absolutely. I, I can't believe that you've got an actual smoker that you're giving away, Tracy. I, like that's huge. I want it and I wanted to use it, but I'm like, when am I going to smoke four chickens? Like whole yeah. chickens, you know, it's just too big for me. I have a little Traeger yeah. that works great. And then I won this great professional smoker and I'm like, oh, I want to do it. But you know what? Let's turn that around. Let's shoot that out. Let's make uh, like make some money for a great cause. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. So we have some great prizes. We will post more more uh-huh. more details about it uh, as it gets closer. But plan on November third. We're looking at the time between six p.m. and nine p.m. that we'll be doing trivia night. Friday it is night, a lot of fun. Friday night, end of the week. Come out, hang out, have some fun. Yeah, exactly. And. And if nothing else, you'll get some good food. You'll be hanging out with some great people and supporting a great cause. But you'll, year, you're going to have fun, too. Last year, you guys got me to wear the princess mini hat. Oh, yeah. So there are shenanigans that will be happening. And, and if you guys have not come to one of our live events before that we've done, you need to come. 
because here's what I've learned about Tracy, especially when it comes to raising money for cancers for the American Cancer Society. We can talk Tracy into doing just about anything. Yep. Yep. So come down and see what shenanigans we get into. Uh, we we're respectful. We don't like push you too far, but we will no. push you a little bit yep. and have fun. Yeah. So it's all in good fun. Absolutely. So, so come on out, support us. We really appreciate it. Not not us. You're supporting American Cancer Society, but come out and help our efforts. No, so. and yeah, you're helping us to help them. Yes. Yep. Help us. Help them. Help, help. you. Help you. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> well, you mentioned, Tracy, that you were at FanX. I was at FanX. We just mm-hmm. finished that up. We are recording this on the Sunday after FanX. And so um, for those that don't know, if you're not local to, to Salt Lake City, Utah, uh, FanX is a pop culture convention mm-hmm. uh, or a comic convention uh, here in Salt Lake City. It's our big show that we have every year. Um, we're always grateful to be able to participate. We were on a few panels, uh, a lot of them together, and we'll talk about those. Uh, plus, we get to see some amazing individuals that, that uh, we don't always get to see very often. Yeah, like Adrian Roth is a great example of that. Um, so it was it was a lot of fun. What were your impressions this year, Tracy, as you were at FanX? Um, so you and I were both there Thursday, Friday. We weren't there Saturday because right. we went to the University of Utah game. Typically, we're there all three days. Um, right. I heard it got really, really busy on Saturday. So um, that's what I heard too. Which is typical. That's the usual. <laughs> yeah, that's but how it goes. I was a little worried because this is our first time doing the convention while there was a strike going on. Uh, the writers are yeah. on strike, the actors are on strike. And hopefully there's word that we are this close to getting to deal with the writers yep. and with the studios. So hopefully that continues to go well and we and we get it because the, the people who work on these TV shows and movies, they deserve to be paid fairly. Um, and it was really interesting. I was listening. I wasn't able to attend in person, um, but I was listening to the to the Harvey Gillen or, or Gillen, um panel. And he's from What We Do in the Shadows. He plays uh, Guillermo and just the nicest guy. Like yeah. he would spend one to two minutes per person in his line. And he would yeah. just chat with you about stuff and... But he had a really good point. And he's like, you know, there's there's all these things that have come out that the writers are asking for and that the actors are asking for. He's like, it's kind of been like a dirty little secret. And he's like, I'm on this TV show and I'm telling people I can't afford health insurance. And they're yeah. like, you're on this tremendously exciting you know, TV show. And he's like, yeah, I know. And I don't have health insurance. And so he's like, so let's pay these people what they deserve. Yeah. Um, it, there was a people time. Don't... Oh, go ahead. Oh. I was going to say, people don't realize that. Like they think if you're on a show regularly that you've made it and you're making lots and lots of money, but that's right. not the case for a lot of well, the, the people that are on these shows. Know, it, just because you're making money, health insurance or not, not just health insurance, but medical, you have one medical bill. It could yeah. wipe you out. Yeah, that's exactly right. So, so, and I do want to just second that, what you mentioned about Harvey, because that's when we met up on Thursday was you were, you were at his uh, autograph line and you were actually at the front of the line. Mm-hmm. And here's the thing. I was, I was standing back because I hadn't paid for an autograph. So I wasn't going to walk up because they don't <laughs> like that. <if> not. <laughs> and the people in line probably wouldn't have appreciated it. So I was respectful and stood back, but just watching the interaction, uh, I thought, 
does Tracy know this guy? Like, they seem like they're friends. They're just right. having, like, a chat. Yeah. And it was really kind of cool to see. So he seems like a really down-to-earth, really nice yeah, guy. He, he was like, I got a picture. The show's about vampires. He's the only human on the show. Um, and it turns out that he's uh, from a long line of Van Helsing. So he's got a little bit of vampire killer blood in him. And mm-hmm. so I, I got a picture where he has a broken uh, uh, broom that is uh, shaped like a stake. And he's like, can I draw some blood on here for you? And I'm like, please, you know, and so he's drawing these little drops of blood. And, and uh, <laughs> so I just said, you know, you guys have, seem to have so much fun on the show. How much of it is improvised? And he's like, it's it's hard sometimes to improvise because the scripts that we get are so good. And he yeah. said one time uh, Taika Watiti, who was um, in the original movie that the show is based off of, um, he was directing them. And uh, Harvey said he called it instead of calling it improv. He said, for some reason, I called it funsies. Let's do a funsie. <laughs> and he's like, and now that's all we call it. And everybody's like, let's do funsies. And so he's like, we'll record for like an hour or two of just, and you can do whatever you want. And then they just take the best bits and pieces and put it in. And he said, it's probably 50% improv, 50% um, scripted material. And yeah. just a sweetheart of a guy, just super nice, was spending time, like you said. We've we've both seen sometimes where the celebrity just signs the photo and hands it off and they're moving on. Part of that is because he didn't have a huge line. So he, right. could, he could spend the time with people, but like just he seemed so genuine and so down to earth. He was uh, he was one of the highlights for me. There was one celebrity I've heard about, and I'm not gonna name names, that was like that this year at the show. I've seen multiple people talk about their encounter with, with this particular celebrity. I think we're thinking the same person. Probably. Yeah. yeah. And, and and it was too bad to hear. Yeah. Uh, because really this individual is, is not, not a, a big enough name that they should be. <laughs> I mean, who am I to talk? I'm not either. There was my line for autographs. Was, there was nobody in it. Uh-huh. I didn't even have a line for autographs. So mm. Who am I to judge anyway? But <laughs> Hey, but this was cool. You and I, we went to our, our friend Colin's panel. And before the panel started, we're just in the back talking. And one of our fans of the show recognized our voices. He was in front of us, recognized our voices and turned around and said, hey, I know you guys. So yep. that was really cool. Very kind of odd because we're just us. But, you know, kind yeah. of fun. Yeah. Well- but I, I'll tell you, anytime I hear your laugh or your voice, Tracy, I can pretty much recognize it almost instantly. I did so. have somebody last year on the escalator. I was talking to somebody and laughed, and somebody turned around and said, I recognize you from your movies and make us fun. I have a yeah. very distinctive laugh, yeah. You do, and, and I love it. You can hear me in the... Um, in the uh, Big Bang Theory. Big Bang Theory, yeah, thank you. I was like, why can't I think of the word? <laughs> anyway, yeah, I've been in two tapings in, in the studio audience, and you can distinctly hear me. It, it's so, true. I went back and found the episodes, and you can hear Tracy laugh. It's there, yeah. Um, um, but it was kind of cool because when they first announced the show, it was just after the writer strike happened, and we were all curious as to whether or not the show would actually would actually happen. Because right, what can they say? What can't they say? Are they breaking the strike lines? And and for the most part, everybody seemed um, to really be excited to be there. Um, to be happy to be there. They couldn't. And, and they, I was glad that they did have some, like the, the Harvey um, line did have pictures that you could actually of the character for a while. There was word that it was just going to be a headshot. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. 
Um, I saw Jim Cummings had a lot of the Winnie the Pooh stuff and other animated characters he's done. Yeah. So that was really cool. Um, they couldn't speak a lot about the struck work, but you know, it was kind of a chance to get to, to learn more about them and their individual personalities as opposed to just a character that they play. So that seemed to work out pretty good. Yeah. And I think having discussions about uh, how the work kind of goes without talking about specific projects. So just kind yeah. of the nuts and bolts of it, I think is interesting as well. We were hoping that the talks that were ongoing, were going to wrap up with something during the convention and that would open it up. Yeah. But, uh, yep. it still did not. No, still no, they're still on strike, but the yeah. reports are, is that they're super close. So let's hope that that, yeah. that continues. And I, that kind I of hope so. And I, I, I thought this, the, the actors would settle um, before the writers did. So if the writers do, I think that's a great step. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, and I think the actors, that'll help get the actors moving along quickly as well. Yeah. Once the, the writers do, because I think there's a lot of sol solidarity that's going on there Definitely. to make sure that the, the writers are getting what they should get. And yeah. the actors just have a, a, a louder platform. Most of them. Yeah. So. yeah. They're more visible for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so yeah, let's, let's hope that continues. I hope so. And it was interesting talking to a couple of our friends who moderate some of the celebrity panels and what that experience was like. And, you know, they had to be quick on their toes to think of how, you know, topics that they can talk about, um, help prevent questions from being asked that, that the celebrity can't answer. And kind of, yeah. Step in yeah. there where they, where they needed to. And I think this year was much more challenging from that aspect for those, those are our oh, friends yeah. that had celebrity panels. Yeah, typically you do a little bit of research on their work and their character, and you might come up with a question or two about their personal life and then open it up to, to questions from the audience. And at that point, it's just keep the conversation moving. Don't let somebody ask a question that's going to take up two minutes. Don't have somebody ask if they can take a picture with the celebrity. You're kind of just like keeping the flow going. And this year you kind of had to like watch out for certain questions and guide the conversation in certain ways. Right. So Definitely a little bit more tricky, but we've got some really good friends, uh, you know, that do that and do a great job. So awesome work. Yeah, totally agree. And, and from everything that I've seen on the on the Facebook groups and things like that, the reactions have been pretty positive. Um, I know I saw one post from somebody that was like, can we please stop asking celebrities what their favorite kind of cheese is and things like that? And I'm like, yeah. What else that. would you like them to ask about? Like, I, you know, that's kind of where we were this year. We had to think yeah. outside of the box for those celebrity uh -huh. questions. Uh, and so, yeah, if you got that question in every panel, it was because that probably caught on as a popular one and people and, and had to ask something. And sometimes the celebs are like, you know what? I've never been asked that question. What's my favorite cheese? I'm going to tell yeah. you because they answer the same questions over and over and over. They do. And so I'm sure occasionally they get something like that. And then maybe they, they spread it around amongst themselves in the green room or, you know, guess what I got asked today, that type of thing. I know I've, I've definitely sat in celebrity panels before where the Q and a part starts happening and you can tell the questions that they've been asked a thousand times because the response that they give is rehearsed like they've said it a thousand times. And so if you're ever asking somebody what you think is a really clever question and they start responding with a really well-rehearsed answer, just know that your question was clever and popular. Yes. Yes. That's how we'll say that clever that, and that popular. Was well done. That was, that was well phrased. Thank sir. you. Thank you. <laughs> um, 
yeah, it, I didn't I didn't get an opportunity to go to any celebrity panels myself. So I'm yeah. I'm only hearing from people that that did it. And part of that, and that's pretty typical for me, unless there's someone that I really want to to hear from or to see, or if I'm there with one of my kids and they have a celebrity that they want to go see. I right. don't spend a lot of time in the grand ballroom personally. Yeah. So, and I recognize, I and as I talk to people about FanX, I recognize that my experience at FanX is very different than a oh, lot sure, of people. Sure. Well, and this year but, we both worked. Um, typically, I will take Thursday, Friday off from work and yeah. just spend the entire time at the con. But this year, for for a number of reasons, I just couldn't do that. So you and I yeah. were both showing up later in the afternoon. Um, and so, you know, by the time we do a panel or two ourselves, we meet some friends that we want to meet, sit on a, a friend's panel, the day's over, you know, and yeah. we're moving on. So, yeah, I think that part was really weird for me this year because my whole Saturday was not there. Yeah. It was gone. And then, like you said, you know, Thursday's a later start anyway. It doesn't right. even start until one or two o'clock. Mm-hmm. Um, but then... I didn't get there until that late on Friday either because of some work stuff that I had going on as well. Yeah. And so, it, and, and I had to leave early cause I had a concert that night. So I felt right. like this time it was, I came to be on the panels that I was on and I walked a little bit around the vendor floor and bought a couple of things. And that was it. That was yeah. my time. Yeah. And, and it's kind of, I like go, I, I like spending time with the, with the friends of mine that I haven't seen that I kind of only see during fan X. Um, but I like walking like the local artist booths and stuff like that. I don't like seeing these giant booths that are filled with just random stuff from Amazon. And that yeah. looks the same as the next big booth with stuff from Amazon. I like the individual art prints, the handcrafted, yeah. that sort of thing. Um, so I, you and I spent a little bit of time kind of wandering those aisles and meeting yeah. with people, which is fun. Yeah. And we found one of the, couple of prints that I bought the artist was there and signing yeah. them. And that was neat. That's always, that's what I'm like, okay, this is a good, this is a good booth because they're signing the art prints, which means it's their art. I yeah. mean, you hope anyway. Yeah. But, <laughs> but yeah, there are definitely those other booths where it's, you know, I bought all of this stuff for really cheap on Amazon. Now I'm marking it up 10 hundred percent and right. selling it to you guys. In a mystery box, I, you have no idea what's inside. Yeah, there yeah. were there were three or four mystery box, big mystery box um, uh, booths there that I was like, I, yeah, yeah, I just don't want to. And, and there are some people who live for that, like they love the. I'm going to pay the fifty sure. bucks for a mystery box, and I love not knowing what's in there and that. But and that's great, and I'm not trying to. That's just not what I'm into. It's just not that's our all. preference. Yeah. 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 Um, but I did stop at the uh, the the fudge booth. I, uh, I can't remember the the chocolatiers. They come all the way from Pennsylvania. Oh um, wow! Yeah, to, to serve here, and because they're so popular, so they they came on a whim once, and then they've come back every year since. And their fudge is so good. <laughs> like I don't need all this fudge, but yes, I do. <laughs> I, I know too. Another one that was interesting that I kind of walked by and kind of looked, and I didn't stop because I didn't really know what they were actually doing there, but, um, on TikTok, there's a, a channel called moon's rare books. And it's this guy who owns a rare bookstore and he gets on and he talks about some of the rare books that he has. And one of them has been like a first edition Lord of the Rings. Like there's one video where wow. he goes like 
through his five top rare books. And he was there and he had a booth and a display with some books. And so I kind of wanted to stop and look, but I'm like, I just worried that he's selling stuff that's like way too expensive and I don't want to waste his time either, but I should have stopped and looked, but I saw him and it was kind of cool to see that as well. Um, Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's hard too. Cause like I have, we had close to a hundred celebrities or more. Um, I know they were shooting for a hundred. There were a few cancellations the last minute. So I don't know if they reached it, but there were a lot of celebrities this year. And I have several friends that, that did vendor booths that said sales were way down this year. And and people would say, I really like this, but I already spent so much money on photos and autographs. And so that kind of seemed to hurt the, the vendor sales, which is unfortunate. Um, yeah. You know, and I, and I get it. I get the celebrities are there to, to make money, but sometimes you'll look at some of the prices and you're like, you're charging. Wow. Okay. You know, but if you're a fan and you want to meet them and, and want to pay it, then, then I get that. The one thing that I was really yeah. frustrated by is I saw on the Facebook group, some people were complaining about the pricing and the availability of Michael J. Fox's autograph and photos. And they were like, that's a lot of money. And it's like, well, every dollar that he raises goes to Parkinson's research. So it's not going yeah. to him. This is going to help fight this terrible disease. And then they were complaining that his schedule was getting shuffled. It's like, the guy has cerebral uh-huh. palsy. He needs yeah. to take a break. I'm sorry that's affecting your enjoyment of the show, but oh my goodness. So that was the only yeah. thing that really frustrated me. And that like, that was my fear they, when they, you know, when they announced Michael J. Fox, that was my fear because every year something like that on a smaller scale maybe happens where a celebrity isn't able to stick around or, or something doesn't work out the way that the fans would like. And right. Most fans, most like fans. the vast majority of the fans are completely understanding about that. But then you get the vocal few that are overly vocal that will yeah. complain about it and feel yeah. like because they have spent money to come to this convention that they have a right to complain about a human being and his health. And you don't. Yeah. I'm sorry. Nope. nope. Absolutely not. You know? And, and so like, is it is it a bummer if you if you paid a lot of money? and you weren't able to get his autograph because of something and schedule being shuffled around. And so you had to get it refunded. That's a huge bummer. Totally understand. But not to the point that you can complain about it because that has to be understandable that human beings are human beings. And so, so that was, uh, and I know kind of one criticism. I know there were a lot of people that complained too, because they had originally scheduled a big, back to the future panel right where it was going to be uh michael j fox christopher lloyd uh tom welling like it was it, it was going to be everybody that was or not tom welling tom wilson it was everybody that was that, that was there from uh the show mm-hmm. and then they that ended up getting canceled a, a couple weeks ago and people were upset about that as well um and Every time, I don't know if you noticed this too, every time that there was a, a show update that was announced, immediately the thought was, and the comments were, oh, this is because of the strike. Right. <laughs> and and I feel, so if you guys follow on Facebook um, or on Instagram, FanX at all, if you're part of their big group, Harley Jones is usually the one that's answering those questions and I felt bad for her because she answered that question probably a hundred times at least. Uh-huh. 
uh-huh. with, you know, this the this was not related to the strike. This was other circumstances. <laughs> Things happen behind the scenes that you don't necessarily get to know about. Yeah, right. Exactly. And <laughs> and we have to be respectful and understanding about that. But it was just funny because every time, uh-huh. oh, it's because of the strike. <laughs> Because I know Grant Gustin, his panel got canceled yesterday, and there were people that were asking about that. But it was because he wanted to be able to do more autographs and more photo ops. Yeah. And so he did that instead of doing a panel. Yeah. You know. Um, but, we, but, I mean, we – and speaking of panels, you and I had several. Um, we, we got did. to be on the uh, Disneyland versus Disney World, which is better. Um, which right. is a tough call, but we kind of, as a panel, kind of decided a little bit on Disneyland. And I think, as we mentioned during the panel, a lot of it is because it's where you grew up with. You know, if you're more yeah. on the East Coast, then you probably would say Florida. If you're more with Utah, we're a day's drive, an hour and a bit flight uh, to California. Yeah. Um, UEA weekend, Utah Association of Educators weekend, where the teachers um, have that weekend and kids get the weekend off. Um, down in Disneyland, they actually call it Utah's uh, Escaping to Anaheim. Escape. UEA. Yeah. Yeah. And and because yep. we were there once, I was there once as an adult, and they said, uh, where are you from? I said, Salt Lake. And they said, oh, it's UEA weekend. And I go, oh, is it? And they go, don't you know that? And I said, no, I don't have kids. And they said, oh, well, yeah, we do because all the people from Utah all come down at the same time. And so we know it's UEA yep. weekend. So. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and knowing Disney they probably really do know when it's UEA weekend and make sure that they have it on their calendars so that they're extra staffed and they're ready for that. Know that that influx is coming. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But we, we got to, to be moderated by Josh Twells, who's a fantastic individual. Um, He, uh, he did a great job of, of asking the questions and we had some really fun interactive um, audience members. We had someone who dressed up like red from Pirates of the Caribbean. Yes. That was really great. That was a great costume. Yeah, it, it looked amazing. Um, it, I'm always blown away by some of the cosplay that I see because people put a lot of time or resources toward making these costumes look really, really amazing. Yeah, um, there are some that that aren't, and I think that people, under, you know, people are either doing the best they can or like I want to wear something nerdy, right. so I'm putting on a cape or something. And it's mm-hmm. like, okay, well, that's fine. Uh, you're here, you're <laughs> whatever <laughs> level of dressing up you're doing. One of my favorite cosplays, we had we had two. One, you weren't with me. Um, a guy dressed up like Cousin Eddie from um, Christmas Vacation. So we had oh, the nice. lawn and the hat and the, the cigar. Um, but then we saw a, an entire family that was dressed up from Onward, the Pixar film. Yes. And the dad yes. had like the sweatshirt wrapped around his head because the dad's invisible. And yeah, the, it was really well done. We saw the little boy who was playing, I can't remember the character's name, but the Tom Holland role. Um, yes. He had the staff and he had the blue skin. And so I said, oh, can we take a, can I take a picture of you? And then they're like, well, let's get the whole family in here. And there was like, what, five or six kids? Yeah, it was, it was, it was well quite done. a few. Yeah, yeah it was really, it was really great. well done. Um, and uh, that one was really good. If we're going to talk cosplay, we've got to give a shout out to Ty Russell, who's oh, on Multiplane yes. Podcast. Uh, last year he did like a post-apocalyptic Mario, Mario and he was that on Thursday. We saw him dressed in that on Thursday, which right. by the way, recycling your cosplay from the year before, like the amount of effort and work that you put in there. Yes. You should just wear it. it keep it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You should use it more than just one day, but he was also, 
we saw him on Friday and he was dressed as Wally and he had done yeah. a cosplay of Wally. That was just amazing. And it was, it was a uh, human Wally, right? So right. he was, but it was awesome. And the it backpack, was really well he done. Clear, he had a clear bubble backpack that had yes. the paint inside, which I'm yeah. like, <laughs> yeah. Ty, Ty is super creative when it comes to this kind of stuff and super talented. Um, and he just has really great ideas of how to put it together and a really mm -hmm. great vision. And when it all comes together, it just looks amazing. So yeah. uh, getting to associate with him and see him, it was, it was pretty awesome. Yeah. Even though that was, I think, right after the panel where he said we ruined his childhood or yeah. we crapped all over his childhood or something. <laughs> he, I could see him. He was right in the front row. And every time that we'd, we'd say something that would be uh, against his childhood and then he, he'd just kind of cringe. And I'm like, yeah, sorry, sorry man. <laughs> uh, so, so we did do the Disneyland and we'll talk about that panel in a minute. We did do the Disneyland Disney World panel. Um, and it was a lot of fun. I really like it. And I agree. I think that panel plays out very differently at, say, like a Dragon Con that's yeah. in Atlanta. Mm -hmm. I think then you're going to hear much more Florida. I, I just know Disneyland much better than I know Disney World. Right. Because yeah. of where and, we're located. Yeah. So, um, although I will say Disney World still seems very, very overwhelming to me compared to Disneyland. It's much smaller and contained in Disney. Yeah, and one of the things I brought up during the panel is I love if I want to park hop between California Adventure and Disneyland, I walk across the Esplanade and 10 minutes later I'm in the park versus I've got to walk outside of the theme park in Florida, then I've got to wait for and then I've got to walk away to get to the bus, then I've got to wait for the bus, then I got to get right. on the bus, then I got to ride the bus, then I have to walk from the bus station over to the entrance that, you know, it just takes a long time to to get there and that's time that I want to be spending doing stuff inside the park. Yep. Totally so. agree. Um, and then what was our second panel on? on that Thursday was our MCU night? panel. Was it the MCU yeah. panel? Mm -hmm. Yep. The, what, the, what did we Marvel have on Friday? MCU. And then we had the quotability index. So that was on Friday, but on Thursday. Thursday, we just had the one panel together. We went to Colin's panel. That's right. We did go to Colin's panel. Oh, and then I had the TV show one at the end of the night. Oh, that's right. That's right. And, yeah, that's right. The, so, the TV shows that should have should have continued. Yeah. Gone too soon. That one was interesting because I think it ends up being such a broad topic. And there were a lot of people in there. And once we asked the audience for their ideas, I mean, they all came up to the microphone and had ones that they wanted to mention. And, um, that we didn't talk about because right. I'm not, there's so many TV shows yeah, and it's not uncommon for a TV show to go a season and then get canceled or even less than that and get canceled. Yeah. Uh, and so there, there were just a ton mentioned, but before anybody comes at us, yes, we talked about Firefly at the beginning. Like <laughs> we made sure that that was talked about because anytime at one of these conventions, anybody talks about something like that, well, Firefly should have gotten 10 more seasons. Okay. But besides Firefly, other than so, that, let's uh, yeah. let's broaden our spectrum a little. Yes. So yeah. yeah, I wasn't on that one, but I was in the audience, and that was a fun panel. They had some some yeah. shows now that I'm like, okay, I might need to check that out. That yeah, there were a couple that were mentioned. Though. Yeah, Flash Forward was one that came up a couple of times. Once yeah. when we were talking to someone before the panel, and then in the panel, somebody brought it up. Um, my daughter was very excited because. I told her that somebody mentioned Owl House, which is like her favorite show of all time. Oh, cool. And 
she agrees that they should have it on for 10 more years. And, <laughs> well, they might run out of story by then, but but they, they might not. Simpsons has proven me wrong, apparently. So yeah, that thing is the uh, show that will ne- that that's gonna outlast all of us. Yeah. Um, some people did mention shows that definitely had a good long run, like MASH or Supernatural, where it's like, okay, yeah, but really, do we, really do we need, need more more seasons of either of those? <laughs> so um, I was expecting someone to bring up Ted Lasso, but they didn't, which was good, because I yeah, think it I think ended fine. Ended just the way it should. Yeah. Yeah. So, but it, yeah, that one was fun. Um and that was really kind of our Thursday. And then Friday, mm-hmm. like you said, we had the pre-MCU Marvel films of 2003. Yeah, that was the pick on Tracy panel. Uh, p- yeah, it was. I was going to say pick on Ty, <laughs> but no, it was pick on Tracy. <laughs> I, I may have gone too hard on that. No, I no, no, you were just fine. You were just fine. And for those that weren't there, it was um, we, we spoke about it was the, the movies from 2003 because it was 20 years ago. Um, pre-MCU, so it was Hulk, not the Incredible Hulk, this is the Eric Bana Hulk, uh, Daredevil with Ben Affleck, and X2, X-Men United. So we talked about those three, the good, the bad, and the ugly. And we all kind of came to the conclusion that X2 was the good one. Yeah. X, And that was pretty, um, we didn't even have to discuss that much. It It wasn't any debate. We didn't have to convince anybody. Yeah. They didn't have any competition for for that. Uh, but it was an interesting conversation when it came down to Daredevil and Hulk. Yeah. And this is where Tracy was kind of the lone man I in the wilderness the, there. I, I'm used to that, though. I, I have opinions and stuff that sometimes I stand alone. But you know what? That's okay. Yeah. And I think we all agree. agree with me, though. So that you was did. nice. You did. And we, we quickly had them escorted out <laughs> of the room. Escorted. Yeah. We said, we need, we need you to go. Um, no. Both of them are bad movies. Daredevil and Hulk are bad movies. Right, um, right. And so we talked about which one was worse. And and Tracy, you believed that Daredevil was worse. I believe that Hulk was worse. And I thought, I really thought by putting that out there, that more people were actually going to agree with you. Uh-huh. Because Daredevil is so famously bad that people <laughs> just like, Daredevil's like the worst movie ever. That or Catwoman, like that's it. When you're talking superhero movies, those those are the ones that universally people right. just hate. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think once many of us watched Hulk again, many of us that were on the panel and watched it again, I don't know which one's actually worse. But I can tell you that Hulk was so boring. Like it was so boring for a dude who who like turns into this big green monster and his whole thing is smashing everything. There was a complete lack of, of smashing stuff until like the last 10 minutes. And then it's, then it's smash a palooza. Yeah. And, and Nick Nolte plays himself pretty much. Right. Which is like Nick cage. When you hire Nick Nolte, you know what you're going to get. Yeah. You're getting Nick Nolte. That's it. You know, and that's what you signed up for. So, yeah. Yeah. So we we didn't come to a consensus on which one was worse. No, uh, we kind of, we kind of put the. But we did the, agree that they the both go in the bad and ugly category. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we had so. the quotability index movies. Uh, how quotable are they? And we had a discussion on yep. is it better? Like as Mark, who was our moderator, said, you know, uh, uh, Princess Bride is probably the highest 
movie on the index because there's only about three lines that you don't quote from that movie. Everything else is quotable. And then we got into the discussion. Is it, is it the amount of quotes? Is it like how hard they hit, like how well it's known? Um, because like not a lot of people would say the Godfather is particularly quotable, but um, I made him an offer. He can't refuse. I mean, that's yeah. huge. Everybody knows that one, you know? Yeah. So yeah. But that one was fun. Yeah, that one was a lot of fun, and it was great getting with Mark. He's on Visually Stunning uh, Movie Podcast. If you haven't mm-hmm. checked that out before, you can definitely go check that out. Uh, and then Craig Price was the other individual on that panel, and he's on Matinee Heroes as well as hosts Cast Off. That Tracy is participating in the tournament that will be coming out soon. We'll see how I do. Um, so you'll have to check that out. Yeah. Um, so it, it was a good conversation, and it, it got me really thinking – I think the first 10 minutes we were trying to understand what Mark wanted from us on the panel. Um, <laughs> it's hard. We had to rate just because it was different. Zero to one. Yeah. Yeah. It was on a scale of zero to one because that's apparently what an index is for scientists. And I didn't, I don't know that. I don't know how scientists rank stuff. <laughs> um, but, but it was definitely fun to get into it. And then it was interesting to hear, like from the audience, what they uh-huh. thought were really quotable movies. And obviously that's largely um, subjective. Right. But it, it's just interesting because if it is a movie that you grew up watching, it, it may be really quotable, but if somebody else didn't grow up watching it. Right. And it's not like, I will say this. I didn't say it on the panel, um, but Princess Bride, I think is a very well-beloved movie, but the level that it is loved here in the Utah region is much bigger, I think than other places. And so for us, it's a slam dunk that that's a quote, super quotable movie and the most quotable movie, but I don't know that that's going to be the same in every region or in every area. Yeah. And like somebody brought up Napoleon dynamite. And I think that's another one that has been heavily watched here, but I don't know that it's as heavily viewed in other parts of the nation or world. Back so. back when I was teaching film, I, I taught at a, a business college and we would get international students. And so I screened Napoleon Dynamite because it had just come out. It it was one that some of the kids had requested. And I'm like, there's stuff we can talk about. Sure. And there were several kids, one especially from Korea, who was like, I don't get it. Everybody else was laughing really hard. And I I just didn't get it. And I'm like, that's because so much of the humor is regional to being like... Yep. When I saw it the first time, I was dying laughing when he took the action figure and dumped it out of the back of the bus. Right. And even my wife was like, why are you laughing at that? And I'm like, because we did. Th- I did that. She's like, why did? Why would you do that? And I'm like, I don't know. I just did. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. There is a window that opens at the back of the bus where the driver can't see me. I have an action figure and I have rope. Why would I not do that? Like, I don't understand the question. Why would you do that? Why wouldn't I? Why wouldn't I do Because <laughs> <laughs> I want to see what happens when I drag him behind the bus right. on the road. You get to see the Superman bouncing around behind. Yeah. No. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um... There, <laughs> there's definitely a lot in that movie that's funny because of where we are and the culture yeah. and things like that. Um, so I think that that definitely affects us. But it was an interesting conversation to have about what makes a movie quotable and what doesn't. Yeah. Um, and it, 
Mark did keep going back to Star Wars, and I felt like it was it was slightly unfair because he kept saying over all nine movies how quotable right. is Star Wars, and it's not very high on the quotability index when you're looking at all nine movies in the Skywalker saga. And that's probably pretty fair, but I think there are a couple of movies. I think there's a lot in A New Hope that yeah. gets quoted a lot. A lot of Empire. Um, a lot of Empire, yeah. Um, so I, I I think it's probably higher up there than, than you that would think. So. The credit for it, yeah. Yeah, but but again, it was he he said very clearly at the beginning that it was pseudo scientific. Yes, and I think it was heavy on the pseudo and light <laughs> on the scientific part. But it was fun. That's the thing yeah. is it was it was four people that enjoy movies talking about movies with an audience that loves movies and yeah. talking about why we love to quote them. Yeah, yeah. So that I mean, was, that was a good time. All four of us are involved in podcasts where we talk about movies all the time. So obviously. If nothing else, we love hearing ourselves talk about movies. So, yes. and we think we're hilarious. So, <laughs> um, booth wise, um, the layout was pretty good. I thought uh, for the yeah. most part. Um, and and my favorite, I love. I was so happy. And we mentioned him before, but Adrian Rop was back. For those that don't know, Adrian is a local artist um, here in Salt Lake. He worked for Disney. Um, he worked on like several Pixar films and Disney films. Um, he worked on the, uh, Disney infinity games. Um, mm-hmm. he was like the lead director on that. Um, and, and he's had some health issues. Uh, if you saw him last year and then you saw him this year, it was a marked difference because last year he was, he was having kidney failure. Um, mm-hmm. and was, he was planning on that being his last fan X because he didn't know if he'd make it to another one. Um, but he got a kidney transplant and he looks so different night and day. It was great yeah. to see. Um, he was out there um, selling his art. And one of the things that I love doing, and um, I was planning on giving you guys some if you want, but I buy some of his prints um, back, back up here just a little bit. So after my mom passed away, um, we wanted to celebrate her. And we, my dad and my brother and I took a trip to Disneyland, which she loved. And mom always liked doing nice things for other people. And so I reached out to some of the local artists and said, can I have some of your art that I can give away at the parks? And now it's kind of become a tradition. And Adrian's especially because he does such great Disney work. His stuff is so cute, especially for kids. And so um, it's so fun going up to people in the park because you'll say, can I do something nice for you today? And they're like automatically defensive, like what, what's the catch? What's going on? When you're like, I just like to give you a free piece of art from a Disney artist, and they're like, okay, and so that's really yeah. fun. So I got to pick up a whole bunch of art for him to take to Florida and California out this year. Um, he was selling po- prints, like I said, from the Goofy movie through the Nerd Store, um, and just to see him back out there, um, he was masked up because, of course, he can't take chances of uh, illnesses and stuff like that. But so good to see him, and so much fun. Yeah. Yeah. It's been interesting as he's been going through the stuff that he's been going through to see how much community, our little nerd community has really come together to help him because he's he's done Disney art. He's also done some cover art for some comics, some variant covers. Simpsons. Yeah. uh, yeah, He's done a ton. So um, it was good that he was there. I, I unfortunately didn't get to see him because my time on Friday was so small. Right. Um, and I just didn't get a chance. 
but I did. We stopped by his booth on Thursday, and I picked up. A, a Met with his wife. And, yeah. yeah, he took Thursday off for to to make sure he had enough strength to get through Friday and Saturday, and so totally understandable. But yeah, we we talked to his wife yeah. and stuff, and then I bounced back Friday and got to meet with him and take a picture and uh, and had a had a good conversation with him. So really good to see him recovering and good to see him putting more art back in the world. And he's such a sweetheart. He said to me, you know, I'm, I've learned that I'm here on this earth to make people happy. And that's all I want to do for the rest of my life. Mike, that's awesome. Dude, how could you ask for more than that? Yeah, that's awesome. Well, that, it, so, that was our experience at Fan X. Yeah, a little um, limited this but, year. Yeah. But still, it, was, it seemed it, like a good show. Everybody seemed to be having a good time. Yeah, it's one of those things where I was worried because I, it was going to be so limited for me. Yeah. Um, but then being there when I was there, I really enjoyed the time that I was there. And it's always good to be back uh, with people that I don't get to see very often and to still talk about nerdy stuff and things like that. So, But there were a bunch of people that I normally see that I didn't see because I was there such a short amount of time. So if I didn't Damn. see you, please know that that wasn't because I don't love you. I do. I just was low on time yeah. this time around. And the convention's so. so big and there's so many people trying to connect with people. Sometimes it's just not the easiest thing to do. Yeah, that's a hundred percent true. So and you're like, where are you at? I'm at the booth with the uh, licorice and you know. <laughs> yeah. And it's, and it's hard too. Cause if you do know a vendor and they give you their booth number. I have such a hard time finding that number because it's like printed really small on their card. Yeah. And then a lot yeah. of them, when they come in, they hang up stuff over their card. So I'm like, I don't even know if I'm I don't even in the right direction. <laughs> yeah. So you kind of just try to get the general area and walk around until you find them. Yeah. So, yeah. But, um, well, cool. So that's that was Fan X. Uh, Tracy mentioned giving away art in Disneyland, and we'll just use that as an opportunity to remind everybody that we are raising money for the American Cancer Society. Um, we'll post that link if you can if you can spare a couple dollars to donate there. It's greatly appreciated and and has a big impact. Um, and again, we'll be doing that tonight at the Midway in November, November third. Put that on your calendars. Plan to be there because we would love to see you. And it is a lot of fun. I can't like, we had so much fun last year. Yeah. Doing and and it, so. midway, it's in Midvale. It's easy to get to no matter where you are in the Valley. It's kind of centrally located. It's right off the freeway. So easy to get to come out, have some great food, hang out with us, talk to Bill, talk to Megan. Um, all the staff there is fantastic. Um, they just treat you so well and they do so much for the community. So yeah, come out, support a, lo support a local business, support us helping American Cancer Society and have a good time doing it. Maybe win a really cool prize. Absolutely. And we promise that we're going to try to get back on track and get these episodes out more regularly. I think we're getting to a part where things are quieting down a little bit on some fronts. And so hopefully we can do that. Um, we've got but we appreciate your support the, and patience. We've got a couple of 80s uh movies up in the queue coming which i think are, yep. are some pretty good classics of the 80s well we'll talk about that uh, we have the last starfighter coming up and war games um, <laughs> and we'll talk about those movies uh, those will be our next couple episodes i think we've got episode 200 coming up and we've got to figure out yeah. how we're going to do that and what we're going to do for that oh so um really quick and and we've only discussed a little bit but um ryan sagers from the uh 
from the convention, a friend of ours um, does a lot of events and he's doing um, an event in January at the um, Valley Fair Mall um, where they're looking to do a screening of Prince of Egypt that we might be hosting. Um, they're looking at getting Thomas Estrada, who worked on the film, the local artist to come out, Adrian Ropp, um, should be there. So, you know, you can, if you're a fan of that film, the Prince of Egypt, um, you, you can meet some of the artists that worked on the film. We'll talk about the film, have a, have a lot of fun. That'll be in January after we get back from Disneyland. So that'll be really cool. Something to look forward to too. Yeah, for sure. And we would love to see you there for that. So we'll get more details on that as well. Uh, in the meantime, though, we appreciate you listening and we appreciate everything uh, and all of your support. And until next time, we won't see you at the movies unless we do. But we'll see you at the Midway. That's right. This has been an Age of Geek media production.